we back, baby. Welcome once again, Podcast Monday, each and every Monday. And today ain't no different. Your boy Ronnie Jack's holding it down. This week, I got my brethren, my brother, Asher Chua on the line. Excuse me if I butchered the last name. I think I got it right, though. We finna wax deep, baby. Get your pen and pad out. We finna put y'all on a... Where people should focus their efforts if they want to succeed in both the short and the long term. We finna wax deep on where to find or overlook opportunities in life. And we finna put y'all on on how every 9 to 5 could get started, stay motivated, and take your life experiences to the next level. Just like my boy Asher did. So, like I said, get your pen and pad out. He created the platform, It's My Time Podcast. To remind himself and others that you are not what people say you are, but you are who you say you are. That's right, you heard it correct. So we finna wax deep. I'm real excited about this one. So turn the volume up, turn my headphones up. <laughs> nah, no such thing as a life that's better than yours. The good news is, homie, you came a long way. The bad news is, homie, you rent the wrong way. Woo, I like that line. So, let's get right into it. Yeah, yeah, what's going on, world? We back with another From Hood to Good episode. Your boy Ronnie Jack's holding it down, and I got a special one podcast Monday. Y'all know how we do each and every Monday. I got my brother, my man, Asher Chua on the line, baby. How you feeling today, Asher? Feeling good, Ronnie. How are you? I'm man, I'm I'm blessed. Um, just to, in this, in the sake of transparency, me and Asher just had another conversation prior to this. So uh, we're gonna get stuff from his side. You know, we're gonna be talking about uh, stuff every nine to five could really use um, to shortcut their way to success. You know, just and not success only monetary, but just success throughout life, man. Asher, you got something for the people? Oh, yeah. It's funny. I, I, I kind of had this conversation with uh, a friend yesterday, and something he said to me was that the best way you can understand success is realizing that success is boring and that um, a lot of the highlights you see only come once in a while. But if you can appreciate those things that you're doing on a regular basis, like the things that seem mundane, um, that if you can do those in a good way and just learn to appreciate the boring bits of life or work for that matter, that more than likely is, is really the success you're looking for. Mm, that I must admit that right there out the gate, you just came out with something different. I'm not sure if I've like heard that before, like about the boring aspects and the just the little bits that we do see we think that's the everyday occurrence we think you know what i mean like that's pretty much what a successful life is every day you're on the g5 and stuff like that um but before we get into that can you because here we we kind of like the story we like to get the mm-hmm. background um kind of get a feel for um exactly like you know you're, you're coming up what kind of like mold you as you were growing up can you share some of your background? How did you get started? Even where you grew up, even, you know, if you feel yeah. it's relevant or education, things like that. Yeah, I can definitely do that. So for me, 
it probably doesn't sound like it, but I'm an African American immigrant, meaning I immigrated from Cameroon. That's West Central Africa. When I was seven, we came to the United States. Um, my dad was here as a minister and going through seminary school. So after being away at school for about five years in the States, our family was, was able to come over and we spent the better part of the last 24 years here in the country. So I, I grew up mostly in the U.S. as an American. So America is most of what I know. A little bit of my African culture or background is from growing up with my parents and having them impart those those principles for me. And about about the, what age you came? I came here at age seven. Seven, okay. So right there at like second grade, third grade, like learning how to speak the language. I, I spoke French as my first language. So when we came in, it was like no more French, just English, because you guys got to get up to how things are done here in America. You got to um, kind of start with your feet running. And everyone that I worked with, or I mean, everyone in my family basically worked. So that that's a principle that was very um, heavy in our household. It's that God first, education second, and a hard work ethic. So having that like nine to five mentality where you may go into a job that you might not necessarily like. It it's always been preached to us. Um, whatever your hand finds it to do, do it with all your might. Like, do your best to leave something better than you found it. And I, similar to the statement earlier, I got this from my friend Kurt, the connector. He just mentioned um, what whatever it is that you do, like make your name stand out in a positive light to where when somebody can come back and see that like hey someone diligent put the work in to either clean this area present whatever they're going to present so that that's been the mentality i grew up with and where i came from mm -hmm. man I, I like that um leave it better kind of clean it up um, how, like, can you share some ways you may be applying it to make it like kind of practical, relatable <laughs> so we could just chew right. on, chew on those bones, you know what I mean? Right, right. So, I mean, currently right now I'm working at, at Home Depot in a merchandising capacity. So basically we go into the store on the night shift and we're responsible for making sure that all the items on the shelves are clean. And if, say a customer comes through and they usually when you're shopping, you'll put something in the wrong area. Our job is to go through there and make sure all the clutter is pulled out of there, the trash is pulled out of there. And when we leave it, you walk into the store, it should feel brand new. So anytime that I'm working, some Ronnie, you know, this, this mentality called um, like people have the, the turtle where they're, they're very, Clean, cleanly or analytical like more times than not you can structure. tell yeah you can tell someone's structure just kind of walk through a place everything there's a there's a place for everything so it's like i grew up with that mentality where it's like if you use something you put it up if you eat out of something you clean it like the only trail that I try to leave behind me is just like something of cleanliness. So it's most of what I do is 
organized. So I try to organize my day by like, this is what I'm going to do on my calendar this week, this day. And I, I do my best to try and work through that, but I've, I try not to let it get too much in the way to where it's like, if every single hour isn't accounted for, then it's all for naught. But at least I give myself a framework to know here's where I can start and here's where I can finish. That way Mm -hmm. I have a guideline to go by. And then as I follow that guideline, I just keep my area as good as I can keep it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, in other words, don't open the roll of tissue and put it on the sink. It goes in the tissue holder. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting away. And um, listen, (laughs) <laughs> listeners y'all may not be aware of this but i've known asher for some years this is a good friend of mine we've had several conversations this isn't the first one um and what y'all may not notice is that he's um a lot more polished as a speaker as a, a owner um creating platforms creating businesses then he may come across right now so, Asha, can you kind of dive into, like, that transition? Because none of this happened overnight. This is, like, some years in the work and in the, in the making. Can you take us to, um, here's how, how I kind of want the kind of, like, the picture to be painted. Like, what made you even want to begin this path? We'll get more into, into your podcast a little more. But, like, can you take us to what kind of um, created this this new Asher that we see before us, like, you know, can you, can you go there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks for the, for the accolades. I, I'm still working on, on the ownership piece, but a big thing that opened up my eyes to want to be an owner was from reading Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And that was introduced to me through a friend that was business oriented, um, business minded in college. So I I went to school to study civil engineering and I got my degree in that again, hence the push of how our family pushed education. And I graduated as an engineer, started working in that capacity. And the more I kept working, the more I saw that regardless if I was a landscaper, a technician or an engineer for that matter, you always have someone that's over you and whether it's a good boss or a bad boss um i didn't necessarily mind the work but at times it felt like the work could be draining and you don't always have a way to be expressive at work especially if you're someone that's highly analytical or if you're trying to solve complex problems and although you might not be seeking credit you you kind of appreciate someone recognizing that, hey, you're doing a good job. I appreciate what you're doing. I'm not looking down on you. So after doing that for about six to eight years, I was on on like the fringes of being burnt out. And I, I just felt like I needed something outside of work to say, hey, this is something that I can control. This is something that I can dictate what I do with it, how I put it out and without somebody constantly having to come and just be like, well, okay, if I don't like you today, I can take away what you're doing or I can, 
I can basically tell you what to do at any point in time. So that that's where the idea of creating something for ownership came to mind, where I said, I want to be creative for one or have a way to put something out in a creative manner. And two, I want to have a little bit of control over something that I can say, I get to decide how I do this without having someone control every single move I make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And so um, just out of curiosity, there are so many creative avenues that you could have went down. You could have, what, acting? Uh, what else? You could have dropped a couple albums, maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even if you want to get in, in more uh, practical terms, you could have even got on TikTok you know, got yourself a, a, a hundred thousand followers just doing some interpretive dance, but you decided to go with podcasting, right? Can you can mm-hmm. you tell us what what, what kind of led you down there? Was it um somebody told you, hey, I think you make a good podcaster? Like, what kind of got you got you um here in the beginning stages? You know, well, I mean, for me, podcasting seemed like the best entryway because I, I enjoy listening to a lot of podcasts and just seeing the different stories you can you hear different topics people cover and it seemed like it was something more up my alley i'm i'm no artist in the sense of like rapper or actor it, it's um what do they call it the ability to <laughs> self-assess it's like right. i know what i can do and i know what i choose not to do <laughs> so i was like no those aren't really options for me because being um introverted in in a sense it's like i don't i don't really want that much attention but even the irony of it the way my podcast is named it's like it's pointing to me it's my time although i want to highlight other people it also gives me a sense to really reflect and see myself through the eyes of other people yeah and i i love it because in my eyes, what you're doing is like kind of playing the guinea pig role, which is something I've, I've done before. You're um, allowing people, like showing people actually, not allowing them. And, and you're allowing them by even having like regular people on your show, giving them their time, um, trying something different, just a voice to be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know... <laughs> Because I because I, I know you not not like the back of my hand or anything like that I wouldn't go out of style and say that but it seemed a bit out of your comfort zone and I know when we do things out of our comfort zone when we start them we can mm-hmm. kind of like oh uh, you know what this is too much how did you kind of push bash past through past all of that uh, icky feelings that you get when you're trying something new how did that look for you and if you could share that for us oh yeah. Um. <laughs> Definitely not a cakewalk. When you talk about podcasting, I I think I took some encouragement from actually my first job out of college where it's doing, learning to do the things that scare you because it's like the more time you spend in your comfort zone, it, it might be comfortable for a little bit until it just doesn't work out because a lot of times you might think in your head, oh, this is, this is cool. And then when you share that with somebody else or when you bring it to the, the court of public opinion is like 
yeah, that's not as cool as you think. Like you, you might be trying to do a TikTok dance and then the moment you put it on TikTok, it's like, nah, nobody's feeling it. <laughs> so then it's like, right. okay, maybe, maybe I need to take some dance classes or something or just, just know that, hey, like I'll, I'll take, stick to the two-step and uh, I can't do all those other things right now. So for me, in the same way that I went to Toastmasters to learn how to speak better. Like I noticed that at work, a criticism that I would receive would be the way I, I would present. Like it's, you do good work, you're diligent, but you're monotone or you're, you don't, you seem shy whenever you, you, you present yourself. So I was like, okay, if I want to succeed as being an engineer, or if I want to succeed in life as an adult, it's that closed mouths don't get fed. So if I don't want to just be seen as a stereotype, I've got to do something other than that. And having Toastmasters, it gave me like a comfortable environment where I could learn to grow and get feedback, which would actually be constructive feedback and positive feedback. So then taking some of the things I learned from there, like recording yourself, for example, that's why for podcasting of all things, I started, I, I told myself I have to be on camera because regardless of how good or bad I think it went, the camera doesn't lie. Like they say, the eye in the sky doesn't lie. So I was like, I've got to record it. And then I've got to find a way to like, I've got to force myself to watch it back. That way I can make improvements. But <laughs> I quickly I was quickly reminded when I started to watch myself back with the first episode, it's like, maybe I don't want to do this, <laughs> but <laughs> I've, I've found a way to fight through it. And I did it for maybe two episodes. But after a while, I was like, I'm trying to do the thing that scares me, but this is scaring me almost to the point of paralysis. And mm -hmm. Something I, I was re reminding myself instead of sitting there torturing myself, I just said, maybe you should get help. And being in the community where we met, where you have like-minded people that are looking to grow and improve their, their character, their leadership, their business, different aspects of their life, you have a lot of people that are ready, willing, and able to help. So I just put the question out there, and thankfully somebody... Um, paired me up or they introduced me to an editor that they worked with. And just as we had a conversation where I, I was, I explained to him what my vision was and where I would need help. He was willing to go along with me and that helped take the tension off of like, do the thing that scares you, but don't stay paralyzed in the fact of now you've got to review, revise, edit. And that it's like, putting that um, person that has those talents in on my group and then me being able to do something that I may be better at, but still have to work through the emotions, but get better over time. Mm, yeah. So I think I'm seeing that so, so frequently and I'm guilty of it myself. I'm still getting over it that asking for help piece. Um, and then not only that, you said like when you were first started, you were thinking like, 
after that critique came and you're like, maybe I don't want to do this. Was it, was it like just a, would you say it's more mental or was it more something that you're passionate about that kind of got you through that? Cause I'm telling you, man, I see so many people experience that even the people that's on the top, you would think they started like, you look, you look at somebody like joy and got cut from the team. Mm-hmm. Most people would have been like, maybe basketball ain't my thing. So for you, when when you hearing those initial like, you know, you 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 sound monotone or you're listening to yourself, you overly critiquing yourself, and then you hearing other people kind of say, oh, you know, this is like, you know, like what kind of was it more mental or just yeah, that's what I'm I'm kind of asking. Was it just like something that was a burning desire in you? Because this, I think, it sounds like this kind of came with just your desire to be to create something. And um, what I guess what I'm asking is, is were you set more on the desire to create something or was it just like, uh, I'm going to do this, whether it was a creative side or whether it was just getting a college degree, people drop out of college, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what, what, like, what was it, the, the intangible that, I, that, you know, that you would say that kind of mm-hmm. helped you push through, um, the naysayers or the people or the the, the critics. Gotcha. Well, to answer your question, I I had to just keep it super simple and, and really answer for myself the reason as to why I wanted to do it. And part of it, I said it was ownership, but really in having, in having a way that I could create something, have something I could be proud of, it was it was more of like a like a, a life balance like if that makes sense it was something that was missing in my life where i i needed something a hobby per se like i could go run from time to time but like obviously anything that you start it can get boring or it can get stale and with doing podcasting the it got me curious enough to say, how can I do this better? Like, how do I research other people or by seeing other people's content, it would still um, push me. But in starting this thing and wanting to make it tangible to where like it matters in my life beyond just um, getting up recording and, and that's it, I kept looking at it from like a psychological perspective or the mental perspective where it's like I found it as a way to like put myself together where I was in a low point and I I really needed to do something to keep me up but even when I might still be low if this makes sense I I needed to do something that 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 gave me work in a sense of like, okay, I've got to work on this thing because it feeds this part of my mind. And also I have to do it physically, whether I want to or don't want to, and just use it as a thing that's a part of my life. Just like I can go to work and physically work on a project because that that stimulates part of my brain chemistry, but that also gets my body moving like doing the podcast is something similar, but in this case, it's something that I say and I set the time of when I want to do it 
and being able to maintain something consistent, it, it keeps that structure for me. So I, I saw it as like a necessity because for a time I started it and I stopped doing it when it, it didn't feel fun anymore or it's like, oh, this isn't as convenient. I don't, I don't like what I'm seeing, but it's like the longer I was taking time away, not doing it. And I was watching other people, I would start critiquing other people's stuff, but then I couldn't really look myself in the mirror and be like, how are you going to talk about somebody else's thing? And then not turn around and do something yourself. It's like, if you don't like what you see, get up and go do it. So any, like just having that conversation with myself, I was like, okay, this is why I have have to create something. I can't be mad at other people complaining or talking about what they would do or what they're not doing if I'm doing the exact same thing. And I say that not to critique anybody, but I just had to have that resolve in my in my mind like to your question it it's really something mental that says like you need to do this physically in order to be at peace with yourself to know this is what works for me today it might change tomorrow but you need to do this right now in order to um keep yourself going like do do something to keep the activity of your mind going like challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 um little by little piece we was talking about before before we recorded this. I I get it, and you know what's beautiful. I love that. Um, I heard somebody say once, "When you see a problem, is if you see something that's like a problem that you believe needs to be solved, then there's also an opportunity." And I love that you created a platform. It has a called it's my time platform and to remind yourself and you know others that you are not what people say you are but you are who you say you are to yourself you know it's like that all game is in the game piece and me being a listener um i've seen so many people come through the it's my time podcast doors share their story and not to say that I've heard every story from front to end, but you know, you've been there. You've, you've been for every interview. It's, it's a one-on-one thing, personal. Um, what would you say is like the number one thing when people come on and, 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 you know, share their time, what would you say is the number one thing that, um, that are holding people back from, from making these changes, you know, getting out of their comfort zone that you've seen, like, oh, I see this happen. Like, this same issue keeps recurring that a lot of people are having. For me, I think um, it's, it's a lot of different ones. But you speak to, like, a, a wider audience. Like, the average nine to five who's going to work, who mm-hmm. thinks this is all there is. But you actually took the opportunity, the chance, the, the, the risk, so to speak, the risk of embarrassment to step outside of that box. But if you could say like the number one thing that you've seen through your experience that you find a lot of people have that kind of hold them back. Um, yeah, that'd, that'd be a bomb right there. Yeah. Um, I think that the number one thing 
I'll, I'll turn the question on, on me to say the number one thing that has held me back is viewing myself as average. So it's like in wanting to highlight everyday people, it's that I think too much attention is put on the celebrity or the people that are talked about the most, but it's like in seeing the person that's like your neighbor, it's like, Hey, this, this is a person of value. Like in being able to value yourself or be loving to yourself. I think that starts to take away the limiters or the excuses as to, Oh, if only I could do this, if only I could get that. And there, there's many legitimate reasons as to why you can or cannot do something. But I think the biggest thing that limits people is giving too much, um, giving too much attention and praise to those outside of themselves if that makes sense. Like, of mm. course, like you have to have respect for your leaders, you respect your children, you respect your spouse. But I think too many times people respect everyone else but themselves more in maybe a way of humility. But mm -hmm. the reason I think there's value in the everyday person is that the more you, you care about yourself, it lends you to care about those that are around you even more because it's like, if you more times than not, like people will be willing to give you the shirt off their back rather than to like, Hey, maybe I keep this shirt on or maybe I, I rest long enough to be able to help more people rather than just run out and do this heroic thing. One time it's like, no, there, there's something to be said about, the train conductor that shows up to work on time every day and has the trains running. There's something to be said about the person that he's communicating with that shows up, the people that are there to keep things clean. Otherwise it, it doesn't look like trash hadn't been picked up in weeks and months. It's like all those little, the quote unquote little tasks that people think they have, they matter. And too many times when we're just like, Oh, well, everything's going to be good once this person shows up. It's like, if that person never shows up, does your life, is your life going to end? Or are you mm -hmm. going to show up for yourself in a way to do your best? And then if you just happen to get assistance, it'll push you a little further. Right. I love that, man. Cause it's, it reminds me so much that all game is in the game and you know, you, it's like, put your mask on first. I, I, I love cliches, man, because it just reminds me how it's so simple, but it's not easy. And mm -hmm. um, if we could shift gears a little bit, I, mm -hmm. I, like I just said, it's so simple, but it's not easy. You still um, work. You still building a platform. You're doing both of these things. Um, can you talk a little bit about time management? Because yeah. Um, platform is growing you're at about nine thousand views and downloads now since the last well since i checked um mm -hmm. sure it's, i'm sure it's probably more now how do you manage uh because i see we also see so many people um talk about if you want to 
do something successful outside of work. You got to quit your job. You got to uh, do stuff like that. And, you know, every everyone's path is unique for their path. So if you could kind of talk to the common person who may feel like, oh, I want to create this, but I don't have enough time. I, I, you know, I want to uh, just do whatever, but my time mm-hmm. isn't working for me. How do you keep that balance and still be able to produce effectively? Mm-hmm. I like that. And the, my best response to that is don't, don't wait to have an ideal situation because for me right now, the most effective thing I, I found to produce the podcast or to record the podcast this year was identifying where I had time. So instead of trying to record all out of, out hours of the day throughout the week, I know that I'm working a night shift from Monday night to Friday morning. So I was like, there's, there's no reason to take energy away from work during the week where I can just record one or two days out of the week, Saturday or Sunday. And if I just get one recording in one of those days, I can record ahead of time well enough to put something out and to kind of have a a backlog. But for me, finding the time was really looking at my schedule and I tried recording during the week. It didn't work out. So I, I was like, okay, what I'm doing outside of work doesn't need to have a negative impact on work. So a big thing that I subscribed to was when I'm at work, I'm at work. When I'm at home, I'm at home. And I keep the two things separate. And also looking realistically at the time I have on my hand, I know that I work 40 hours in the week. And thankfully, it gives me a three-day weekend with the way my schedule is set up. And if I just need to put an hour or 30 minutes or just a little bit of time away on the weekend, I do that. But when I'm doing the podcasting or when I'm recording, I focus on doing just that one activity and I put it down. And it's being able to do those little things, just an hour here, five minutes here, 10 minutes there, and letting that build up over time, that, that's been a huge help. And also having um, an editor as a resource, kind of pairing those two things where I know, hey, if I record this ahead of time and I send it to you, I can count on you to have it back to me by the day I need to put it up. So just working with the time that I had and doing a little bit now and not trying to solve the entire puzzle at one time, but also using the trial and error method where it's like, okay, if I put a little bit of time here and I'm showing up to work the next day, completely wiped out. I'm like, yeah, I I can't do that. If I'm bringing like uh, my leftovers to work, they're probably not going to keep me long time. And it's going to be like, yeah, you're you're doing yourself a disservice because if you lose right. your job trying to chase a side hustle that you haven't properly established, it, it may sound good on the surface, but it's like, mm-hmm. do you want to be in the position where you're out here like 
yeah, I'm doing it. Like for my personality, that that doesn't work. Like I enjoy a job that I can go to, put in a strong effort and be done with it when I'm done rather than like just having to ingest work 24 seven. It's like, no, I want to work in a way to which I can set time aside for my family when I have a family and even my like parents, brothers and sisters, like in making time for them, I'm allowing for that same amount of time for my personal family in the future. Mm. Yeah, man. It's, you got to prioritize, you know what I mean? Cause um, yeah, I think that's a, just a, a strong misconception. And I see you're like one of the fewer people who, who kept, you know, they're, Secure the bag while building a bag somewhere else. And I think we need, like, that needs to be um, said a lot more. Um, yeah. So we spoke about It's My Time podcast. I, I've kind of gave, like, a little brief rundown of what it is. Can you tell us a little bit more from from your side? Like, maybe mm -hmm. I didn't phrase it properly. Um, how does it help common people step out of their comfort zone, things of that nature? Like, um, tell us a little bit about this my time podcast, please. Gotcha. Thanks. I think you you framed it very well. And the thing it, it's really meant to do, it's me highlighting the people that I've met and kind of giving them a voice or like showcasing them to be like, okay, if you want to um be on camera, if you want to share your voice or share a story, like here's an opportunity to do that. So it's 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 just just that platform and it's also a chance for me to catch up with people i haven't talked to in a while so some friends from work i hadn't seen in a minute some classmates from college kind of seen hey since it's almost been 10 years since we've we've seen each other from this time how has your life changed what are the things that matter to you now so it's in a way it's almost like a cheat for me to catch up with my friends and right. being able to, to share those moments in a way where um, we both benefit from it, but also I could benefit in to making it something um, profitable when it gets to that. But also mm -hmm. it, it's giving someone the chance to share what's on their heart without needing to be on like a big network because of what podcasts are able to do now like almost anybody can speak up and being able to see the value in the people that i interact with i i just want to capture it through the podcast and present it to somebody else to see if they find value in it and be like hey we had a good conversation here it is for you to see if you find anything in it for yourself Mm, I, I see what you did there. You kind of look, you took um, to a degree passion, potential profits. Um, I, I'm not trying to make them all start with a P, but a platform and like a playfulness because you, mm -hmm. you're, you're connecting with people and you kind of made them all. Ooh, I don't know if that did that happen by <laughs> on purpose. With, yeah. Like, yeah, I guess I don't know if it happened on purpose, but I'm liking the way that you're presenting it because the more 
um, whether it's through alliteration or just the way that you're presenting it, like it's helping me appreciate it because although it, like in somewhere in my mind, I would have liked to have that come through and you kind of giving me that feedback, it lets me know that like, hey, some the things that I'm doing are working and they're working in this way. So aside from you being a dope host like that, just you saying that really helps me appreciate that what I'm something that I'm doing is working. Mm. Mm, yeah. Hey man, I'm just just keeping it real. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Is is there any like final words of encouragement? Cause um not just for the youth, um, mm -hmm. something I just like might have forgot to mention. Um, just something that you may want to say that's on your heart that could just inspire people who may be um wanting to improve, wanna like wanna get through those challenging times that you just want to share before we get up out of here. Yeah, for sure. Definitely the big word of encouragement I, I would give right now is keep your head up and love yourself, like be loving to yourself. Don't um, don't be so quick to get down on yourself. And, and when I say love yourself, it doesn't mean just sit around and lie to yourself. But like we talked about earlier, with the the hard times that different people may be going through, like find a way to appreciate the hard because it it's nice when the sun comes out, but if you really learn to appreciate the rainy days, the overcast days, it's like it gives you that much more appreciation when it's nice out and sunny because it's like, man, thank you for this day, but also, wow, like, okay, I also get to enjoy this. And it just keep like being able to stand tall and just be giving to yourself in the times when it's rough as well as when it's good. It allows you to really enjoy more of what's around you and not just be selective of what what's here today and it's going to be gone tomorrow. Yeah, thank you for that, brother. I'm I'm just reminded of how um, I love the Matrix, <laughs> and when you were saying that, appreciate the rain, it just reminded me of how they said um, when they first tried to make the Matrix. Excuse me if I'm getting a little too sci-fi right now, but when they mm -hmm. first tried to make it, they made it tried to make a perfect world, and the human mind rejected it. So mm. yeah, man, appreciate the rainy days, man, because I think that contrast kind of makes you even appreciate the rainy days even more. And like we were saying earlier, people think success is just a bunch of rainy days. Those boring days might be like, uh, well, uh, uh, sunny days, but those boring mm -hmm. moments might be rainy days. Boy, did I just butcher that up. <laughs> no, you got it. You got it back right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Asha, um, please let everybody know where to find you, your platform that you on, anything that, um, that I might have forgot to mention. How can they, how can they get in touch with you? Oh, yeah, you can definitely email me at speak at it's my time podcast.com or simply just uh, search it's my time podcast.com on your browser, on any of your favorite audio platforms, YouTube, Instagram. Um, 
just anywhere on there, reach out to me if you'd like to be on the podcast or just talk offline. And I'm always willing to chop it up, be able to learn from somebody else and just share in this experience that we have. Absolutely. And to co-sign that, I would definitely say, listeners, he is, he really means that he's really, he, you can really chop it up with him down to earth dude he's not on cloud nine he ain't get hollywood yet (laughs) (laughs) well who knows that asher thank you for a great interview i'm sure common people nine to fivers a lot of listeners caught something from this and um just want to thank you for your time and joining us in this conversation you know that we could share with um everybody help them improve in some areas and life experience and get through those challenging times so um have a great day and from hood to good baby thank you ronnie there you have it ladies and gentlemen another from hood to good banger with my boy my homie my brethren asher check them out on it's my time podcast.com or on IG at It's My Time. And let us know what you think about the episode on that IG boy at From Hood to Good. Y'all know how we do. Keep rocking. Keep rocking with us. Keep building with us. Keep growing with us. I'm real excited about this week. I'm real excited about what's to come. And I'm real excited about the growth that both you and I are going to experience. And do remember, it's not what people say you are, but it's what you say you are. That's all we got this week. Check us out next week. Hit us up. Let's build. Let's grow. From hood to good. Let's get it, baby.